Welcome to the Piece of Cake Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Brianne. And we're here to make your wedding planning a piece Piece of of cake. cake. Who are we? Just a couple of best friends who are passionate about weddings and all the little details along the way. We've been brides and bridesmaids, day off coordinators, and party planners. We're accountants by day. And wedding enthusiasts by night. We'll use our experience and attention to detail to help you plan your special day. We know this is a really exciting time in your life, but the logistics can be stressful. That's where we come in. Tune in with us every week and your wedding will be a piece of cake. Hey Emily, what makes going to a wedding fun? I like dancing, seeing all your friends and family, and the drinks. Drinks. That is very important. I think that alcohol can sometimes facilitate a lot of the fun at a wedding. Very true. So today, we're going to talk about alcohol at weddings. And to celebrate this episode, we'll be having a drink on our end as well. (laughs) Okay, so you're thinking you want to have alcohol at your wedding, maybe. Where would you get that alcohol? It's an important question. (laughs) So there's a few places that you can source your alcohol from. First, you need to figure out your options at your venue, if you can bring it yourself or if you have to source it through your venue. So if you can bring it yourself, which is a great option and can oftentimes save you money, it's great if you can get it from a wholesale store like Costco or Total Wine or BevMo Any store like that that you can buy kind of in bulk Mm -hmm. is great and can save you a lot of money. Can we just talk about Costco real quick? Love Costco. (laughs) We've said that before, I think. I think Costco is a really great option for a couple reasons. First of all, you can return things. So that really helps when planning and buying your alcohol because you don't have to get it perfect. You can overbuy and know that they will let you return anything at the end. Yep. Ethan and I actually used Costco for our wedding and bought all of our wine from there and it was great because I overbought knowing that we were able to return it because I knew I did not want to run out at the wedding. I didn't want to yes. have that problem and then I was able to return some at the end. It was great. And they have such great deals. Yes. My very favorite wine is there for like five ninety seven. dollars It's the best. That's the one I had at my wedding. It's my <laughs> favorite too. It's awesome. <laughs> And so they have a great selection. The prices are great. Highly recommend Costco if you can buy it there. But one thing to consider if you can bring your own is sometimes you have the option to bring your own, but there are corkage fees. So that's basically the venue charges you a fee for each bottle that you open that you have brought yourself. Sometimes it's worth it still that that fee doesn't make up for the cost that they would charge you to buy it from them. But sometimes there was one venue that I looked at, the corkage fee was like $25 a bottle. Mm. And so obviously that (laughs) was not quite worth it. And they were trying to highly discourage you from doing that. So just make sure that you check out any fees that might be charged for bringing your own alcohol. Also to note, you still have to have a bartender (laughs) at your venue, any like public place. And you need to have a banquet permit so that they can serve alcohol legally. And that's only like 10 bucks, but it is really important to note Mm -hmm. and just make sure you get that taken care of. Yep. Okay, so if you are not able to bring your own alcohol, then you'll be going through one of your vendors to get it. 
it may be you just go straight through your venue and they order and have a bartender there. You may go through your caterer, which is pretty common, or you may have to go through another company that is specific to doing your bar and bringing a bartender and all of that. Yep. And these can tend to be a bit more expensive than bringing your own because, of course, it's marked up, but it can also be easier if they have it on hand or handle the ordering and kind of do all that for you. Plus, they know the things. They know how much alcohol you should have for how exactly. many people and they stock it and all of that. Yep. That was the hardest part for me bringing my own was just figuring out how much to buy for mm-hmm. the number of people. So that would be a great thing. So once you kind of figure out like where you can buy your alcohol, you also need to figure out what sort of alcohol setup you want to have at your wedding or can have at your wedding. So like a lot of things we talk about, this is a spectrum and it starts at literally no alcohol. Maybe you're going to have a dry wedding. This is a personal decision and it depends on you and your family and all of that whether you want to have alcohol but we just want to say that most people attending a wedding do tend to expect there to be alcohol so I think it's just important to consider your audience when you're making this decision. The next step up from that would be a BYOB wedding. I wouldn't say we 100% recommend this one, but if you are planning to do it this way, just please make sure you make it really clear to your guests so that they know and can actually be on their own. Yep. <laughs> the next option is just beer and wine, no hard alcohol. And this is, I feel like, becoming a lot more common. I had this at my wedding because the venue didn't allow any hard alcohol, and it can be hosted or non-hosted meaning that you as the couple or family pay for everything and not hosted means that the guests pay for their own alcohol. AKA cash bar. Yep. And so if you do this, we recommend having a couple different options, at least maybe one white wine, one red wine. You don't have to have more than that. If you have too many options, then you just have to have more of each kind to, you know, not run out of one really fast. If you do want to have more options, we recommend maybe a rosé or a sparkling wine or something just to have a little bit more variety. And then on the beer side, sort of same thing. We recommend maybe like one light beer and one dark beer or one pretty standard beer, a Bud Light or something, and then a more fun craft brew. So you can stay pretty basic with those and you don't need to have too many options. But if it's something you're really passionate about, you can have lots of fun beers. Yeah, so at our wedding, Ethan is a crazy beer geek and <laughs> loves beer. And so we ended up having five kinds of beer. Two of them were homebrewed by one of his really good friends. And so they were really unique flavors. And then we had three other varieties, a really dark like porter, and then two other local brews just to have a wide variety of flavors and knowing that his family and friends were all pretty beer-focused <laughs> people as well. Yeah, so again, know your audience and know mm-hmm. what you care about and what you want to invest in. So the next step from here would be having a full bar. And again, this can be hosted or not hosted. This is what we ended up doing, and what I mean by full bar is beer, wine, and hard alcohol. But within this, again, there's a spectrum. So as far as the hard alcohol goes, you want to have the basics. That's whiskey, rum, vodka, gin, tequila. You can go further than that and have things 
like flavored alcohols, liqueurs, spice rums, etc. And then kind of the options on like the levels are you can do just well drinks. So, you know, that's just the house cheap alcohol. Or you can get even fancier and have premium spirits. And we just did the well drinks in ours. And I don't think anyone cared. A rum and Coke was a rum and Coke and <laughs> whatever. And then even further than that, you can do specialty cocktails. These include things like mojitos. Margaritas. Ooh, quick tip on the margaritas. Costco has a pre-made margarita mix that's actually fantastic and cheap. So you could consider that. Also, martini or Cosmo. Mai Tais. Hurricane. A lemon drop. Old fashioned. Or if it's a winter wedding, you could do something like a warm drink, like a peppermint schnapps and hot chocolate. Yum. Or some desserty kind of drinks like Kahlua and Bailey's and with coffee or a port. There's so many fun options you can do. Yep. And I think, again, this is one of those things like that really matters what fits your personality and your family and your friends. Yep. And then you can always do some combo of that. So like doing beer and wine hosted and then a cash bar for the hard alcohol. So that kind of can save you some money. Mm -hmm. We did a full bar hosted with only well drinks. But if you wanted a premium drink, you could pay for that in cash. Or you could do beer and wine and then have a signature cocktail that's paid for. And the signature cocktail is if you have a special cocktail that you want to put together and whether it's one you totally make up that represents you as a couple or has the color of your wedding in it or something. Mm -hmm. Or if it's just you really love margaritas and want to have the margaritas paid for, could have that. And then anything else that people want, they can pay for with cash. Yes. At the wedding I coordinated, they did signature cocktails one was bride and one was groom and for bride it was margaritas and the groom was coronas i guess that's not actually a cocktail but <laughs> you get the picture yeah and it like went with their vibe because they had mexican food so you can do a lot of fun things there yeah. some other random alcohol things that you might have or can think about we actually gave away wine as our favors at our wedding and then it's also pretty common for people to give alcohol to their bridal party as like their thank you gift. So those are some other areas you might need to buy alcohol for or think mm -hmm. about. Yeah. Other things you might need alcohol for are the champagne toast, which we talked about last episode. So if you're going to do a champagne toast, you need to figure out if you're going to have champagne at the bar as well, or if you're going to just have champagne to pass for the toast and make sure you have it chilled and all of the logistics for that quick side note since we're in the alcohol episode it doesn't actually have to be champagne because champagne is just from france right you can have sparkling, sparkling. wine mm -hmm. save you some money there right. and it's still awesome same thing <laughs> another fun thing that we did at my wedding was we had a mimosa bar for the guests as they were arriving mm -hmm. and it kind of Related to that is figure out if you want to have your bar open before your ceremony as people are gathering and coming early and if they're allowed to grab a drink before the ceremony or if you want to not have that because, again, it is added cost because that's more drinks being served or if you like the idea of people being able to grab a drink and hang out before the ceremony starts. Then also you want to consider if you're having a cocktail hour and how that plays into the drinks you're having. A lot of times it's just the same as your normal bar, but if you were wanting to do anything specialty for that specifically, just make sure you think about that. And then 
a lot of times you have drinks, specifically maybe champagne or mimosas for your bridal party for the morning when you're getting ready. So make sure that you have that also in mind. Yep. I know our boys were out there sipping on whiskey before the yeah, wedding that's too. True. So. <laughs> Early morning whiskey. That's always good. <laughs> okay. Now let's get into money because alcohol can be spendy and it's mm-hmm. important to think about the budget implications. Yeah. So from our budget episode, alcohol is included in the reception and rentals portion, which is 48% of the overall budget. So that's a lot of money. And heads up, alcohol can be spendy. So again, it's a total spectrum. (laughs) So if you are trying to, you know, pinch some pennies and go as little as possible on the alcohol portion of your budget... I'd recommend the cash bar and going full cash bar so people are basically paying for their own alcohol. And you'll still probably have some sort of setup fees to pay the bartender, but then basically everyone will just be paying for their own alcohol. Mm -hmm. You still probably should cover soda, water, coffee, non-alcoholic beverages. So it's never going to be like $0, but it can be pretty low budget if that is what fits your wedding. Yep. So from there, if you're thinking about doing like just beer and wine or hosted well drinks, an average that we've researched online was about $2,500. But of course, it varies so much and totally depends on what you're offering, how long your bar is open, how many guests you have, definitely. And how much they drink. (laughs) Yes, certainly. So that can even go up to 4500 5000 on probably a higher end. Also, you need to factor in tipping because your guests will probably be tipping the bartender throughout the night, but you also need to consider tipping on the final bill amount as well. Mm-hmm. So in general, this could be one area that is really hard to budget for because you might know how much it is per drink or per bottle, but you can't really always know how much your guests are actually going to drink. If you're not comfortable with that being such a big question mark, there are some safeguards you can put in place to try to limit the number of drinks or at least create a better estimate for yourself. Yeah, one of those methods is drink tickets. Mm -hmm. So for example, you could give everyone two drink tickets at the beginning of the night and those drinks will be paid for and then anything above that they could pay for themselves. And so then you know you're only paying for two drinks per person. Mm-hmm. You can also have your bar cut off free alcohol at a certain time or certain amount. So that's something you could coordinate with your bartender. Maybe free drinks are cut off at 9 p.m. or your bartender literally monitors the number of drinks or number of bottles you've gone through and cuts it off. That can get a little bit awkward, I think, on the cutting off at a certain price or amount, just because the guests don't know when you hit that threshold. So it'll be like, oh, free drinks until you hit whatever, (laughs) $2,000. But they don't know when that threshold gets there. So their drinks are free. And then all of a sudden they come back to the bar and they're like, oh, you actually have to pay for that now. But it's still fine. It's still an okay option. (laughs) And then if you're bringing your own alcohol, you could literally spend as much as you wanted to with your budget and then once it runs out you're you're done done. (laughs) so you would literally know how much again this might not be ideal if your guests are like hey where's the booze we're still partying but the bar's out yep so on the flip side of that if you're wanting your party to go all night 
you don't want your bar to run out. So like we mentioned earlier with Costco and things, you can overbuy on the alcohol side and then return anything you don't use. Yep, the one caveat with that is kegs because once you've tapped a keg, you have to drink it and then it goes, <laughs> otherwise it goes bad and you can't return those. Good point. So careful with those. So on that note, we've sort of mentioned these, but money saving tips. Again, bring your own alcohol if you can. Yep. Limit the number of options that you have. Skip hard day. Mm-hmm. Don't allow shots. We haven't talked about this <laughs> specifically, but shots just cost a lot of money and they go down really fast. Also make people drunk really fast, which isn't always great at Mm -hmm. the party like it sounds like a really fun party but all at the same time you don't want people getting too drunk too quickly at your wedding yeah i think just offering well drinks and things is much better option Mm -hmm. to shots and that's easy to tell your bartender hey no shots yep so like we just mentioned again limiting number of drinks drink tickets all that you can also limit the amount of time that the bar is actually open Mm -hmm. for like i said don't open it before the ceremony just wait till cocktail hour starts and then Yeah, end it. Have a last call. Yep. So overall, with the whole budgeting for your alcohol, is really a balance. We think alcohol is important at a wedding, and it facilitates a lot of the fun and dancing, but you want to try to stick to your budget. So this is just one of those things that's definitely a balance. Okay, and we just wouldn't be good people if we didn't mention this last point about safety. Yep. Obviously, alcohol can also be a safety factor and we don't want anyone to drink a lot at a wedding and try to drive themselves home or or drive anyone else home. So most venues make you have a last call, but make sure that you put a last call in a while before your wedding is over so people will stop drinking a while before they have to start driving home. Mm -hmm. Another thing you as the bride and groom can look into is, are there Ubers in the area? I think, especially us over in Seattle, we get very used to always having Uber as an option, but sometimes there's not. So it's a good thing to at least know that and Mm -hmm. communicate that to your guests. For example, I'm going to a wedding in Arizona next weekend, and they do not have Ubers. Like Uber's not available in their little town, and they gave us a heads up beforehand, which is really helpful. That is good. You can also look into hiring shuttles for transportation at the end of the weddings just to make sure everyone can get home safely or back to the hotel. We did this for my wedding for our bridal party and specific family members that were staying at the hotel. Um, It does get really expensive really fast, just a heads up. But if it's something that's important to you, if it's something that fits in your budget, you could certainly look into it. Mm -hmm. Also, if you just have a family member with a large vehicle that could be basically a shuttle for your family and friends. That would be helpful. My brother did this for my wedding and he was our chauffeur and ended up making a couple trips from the hotel to the venue, helping some bridesmaids and other people. Mm, some, some not sober bridesmaids. <laughs> get back to the hotel. That was awesome. And then also if you have everyone staying at a specific hotel, sometimes they have shuttles mm-hmm. that can just run in the area. That's like Best, best case. option, yeah. <laughs> so definitely check that out ahead of time and see if they'll offer that. Or especially sometimes they might do a special shuttle for you because you're a wedding staying at their mm. hotel. Oh, but also best best case might even be, does your venue itself have lodging? This mm. goes back to our yes. first venue First episode. option is staying at the venue so you don't even have to drive anywhere. You send all your drunk guests upstairs yeah. to go to bed. <laughs> best case. <laughs> so... 
I hope you've enjoyed our episode on alcohol. We surely have. (laughs) And we will leave you with the three key ingredients that will make drinking at your wedding (laughs) a piece of cake. Number one, bring your own alcohol if you can. Number two, find the right alcohol combination that fits your budget and your guests. Number three, have fun with drinks at your wedding, but stay safe. If you enjoyed listening to us and feel like you actually got some good takeaways and tangible tips for your wedding planning, please, please, please go rate us, review us, share us with your friends. You can also find us on Instagram at pieceofcake.planning. Or you can email us at pieceofcakepodcast at outlook.com. So keep listening and share it with your friends. Thanks, and we hope your wedding planning is a piece piece of cake. cake.